Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. This will call the breaking news edition of the John Solomon Reports podcast, because just a few minutes ago, yes, yours truly got the first word that Michael Flynn had been pardoned by President Trump. We broke that story about 20 minutes ahead of the rest of the news organizations around the country. We're grateful that we were able to report that out. This is a big moment. And um, uh, for people who have been on the defense of uh, Michael Flynn, it's a remarkable turnaround. Uh, This is a four-year odyssey, a criminal case that began in the summer of 16, uh, led to a plea deal where Mike Flynn uh, was asked and agreed to plead guilty to lying to the FBI, only to find out later that the FBI really hadn't thought he lied and that the Justice Department did not believe after reviewing the evidence, the Barr Justice Department, that anything was warranted um, uh, in terms of pursuing the case in the beginning. And and, uh, and then it goes to a judge, and it's a rare moment in American history where prosecutors and the defense go together and say, we think this case should be dismissed, Your Honor. That honor, that judge was Emmett Sullivan, U.S. District Judge here in the Washington area. And then the judge decides he doesn't want to do it. He wants to have a hearing. And when they object, the judge goes to the appeals court himself. He becomes the appellant, the person appealing the case, uh, saying, I want the right to hold hearings and and not just summarily dismiss this case. And then out of the blue, um, this eve of Thanksgiving 2020, at the end of a very tumultuous year, uh, President Trump announced that he had indeed uh, issued a pardon, expunging the record, restoring uh, Mike Flynn's credi- uh, uh, credibility and name in the public. Uh, uh, and uh, it happened about, uh, I would say, about 4 o'clock, uh, 4, 4.15. Uh, so just recently, a few minutes ago, we were up front with it. We'll be covering it all through the night. Um, and in a few minutes, uh, we're going to go to my colleague and good friend, Daniel Payne. Uh, uh, while the Mike Flynn drama was playing out here in Washington, over in Pennsylvania, two big things happened. A judge issued a stunning ruling ordering Pennsylvania state officials not to certify their election results. And then shortly after that, uh, Pennsylvania legislators, state legislators, had a hearing, held a hearing, and uh, uh, had Rudy Giuliani testify and went through significant uh, evidence, reviewed significant evidence. There appears to have been some uh, uh, eyes opened and, and, and candid discussion about why Pennsylvania residents are so concerned. And uh, that all occurred uh, in Pennsylvania. And the reporter who's been covering that today, my colleague Daniel Payne, you read him every day in Just the News. He's going to join us in just a minute and bring us up to speed on that. First, though, let's go to our great advertisers and sponsors and hear a word from them. And when we come back, we'll get all the scoops from none other than Daniel Payne. Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, 
liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We're clear of the breaking news. And Mike Flynn, who is just pardoned by the president of the United States. And now we're going to turn to the other big news today, election integrity and some big developments in the state of Pennsylvania. And to bring us up to speed, we've got one of our best reporters here from Just the News joining us, Daniel Payne. Welcome back to the show. Hey, John, good to be here. Thanks for having me. You, you've had a busy day before Thanksgiving, and it didn't involve cooking turkey or shopping for yams. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been working up an appetite. Yeah, right. I bet you have. Yeah, so let's <laughs> let's get our readers up to speed. Let's start with the judge. There's a Commonwealth Court judge's ruling in Pennsylvania. Let's tell our readers why that's uh, – our listeners and readers why that's significant. Yeah, so what happened in Pennsylvania was that uh, a judge ordered um, state officials there to hold off on certifying the results of the 2020 election um, until um, some uh, election-related uh, litigation could be resolved. Uh, now, now uh, uh, the suit that's being uh, considered in that state is uh, arguing that um, the vote-by-mail system put into place by the government uh, this year um, is, uh, is in violation of the state's constitution. Uh, so while that while that litigation is working its way through the courts, this judge just asked the state, or rather ordered the state, uh, to hold off until those questions could be resolved. So it was certainly a big development uh, in this critical battleground state uh, with the, you know, the, the larger allegations swirling around there. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's the first ruling where any judge has intervened to stop a certification in any of the states that we've been talking about. Um, has there been any reaction in the state? Have you heard anything from folks around town? Obviously, the Trump campaign appears to be satisfied with the ruling, but it actually affects races up and down the ticket in Pennsylvania, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty far reaching order. And I think uh, I think right now everybody's just kind of uh, scrambling to try and uh, get their ducks into a row to get this thing resolved. I mean, certainly every party has every interest in, uh, uh, you know, up and down the ticket of of seeing this litigation resolved as quickly as possible to, to get the results certified one way or the other. So um, uh, it's, you know, <laughs> certainly making for a, a, a busy Thanksgiving week there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> right now they have yet to move forward. Yeah, that it is. It's an amazing, uh, it's been an amazing time. Now, that, that judge's ruling occurred just a couple of hours before the president's private attorney, Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York City, got on uh, the witness stand at a Pennsylvania uh, legislative hearing. Tell us what went down there today. What did you hear? What were the headlines? What was different from what Rudy has been saying on television? And what were lawmakers' reactions uh, and receptiveness to the arguments he was making? Yeah, so what happened today in Pennsylvania was the State Senate Majority Policy Committee convened a hearing to uh, review uh, numerous allegations of voting irregularities in the state. Um, now, the um, uh, Republican state Senator Doug Mastriano, uh, he said that he, he convened the meeting uh, that was called after he had heard uh, pretty consistent and sustained complaints from constituents and Pennsylvania citizens that there had been, uh, as he said, experience at the polls, 
similarities with the mail-in voting system and concerns whether the, the Pennsylvania residents' votes were counted. Um, so, yeah, like you said, at that uh, hearing today, uh, Trump's, uh, President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, made an appearance, as well as um, Trump uh, legal team lawyer Jenna Ellis. Uh, and they both made arguments accompanied by uh, uh, numerous witnesses to alleged voting irregularities that the state legislature should also hold off on certifying the election results. Uh, Jenna Ellis made a, a, a pretty interesting claim, uh, an argument there near the end that – uh, the legislature actually has the authority under the U.S. Constitution to to hold off on certifying this results, those results. She said that they do not have to wait for a judicial uh, solution that they themselves could do. So they made a pretty um, a pretty strong case for uh, you know for considering a hold on the uh, on the results until all of these uh, uh, claims of irregularities can be resolved. It is uh, remarkable that. Um three weeks in, three weeks and a day after the actual election day, uh, this much activity uh, is still burbling in key states like Pennsylvania. We got it in Michigan. Uh, there are things going on in Georgia. Um, when when you watch the, the hearing, were there a lot of lawmakers at the hearing? I couldn't tell from the shot I had if there were other uh, many lawmakers here, but any sense of how the lawmakers responded to the Trump team's arguments? You know, the, the, the Republican lawmakers in attendance there all, all seemed uh, pretty concerned about, about the allegations. Now, there were, there were uh, allegations from voters, from poll watchers, from, uh, from lawyers, uh, and they were all uh, you know, pretty consistent in, the, in their claims that uh, uh, you know, uh, some irregularities had occurred, stuff definitely worth investigating. And, and the sense that I got watching it, and I, I was uh, tuned in for the whole uh, roughly three hours of it, right. uh, was that, that there is a, a, a shared concern uh, among at least Republican lawmakers that were there uh, that, that these issues have to be resolved. And, and one thing that you heard uh, uh, numerous times uh, from from individuals at the hearings it's not really necessarily about who wins or loses uh obviously everybody uh, has a certain candidate they want to win or lose but overall what you're hearing time and again in in various battleground states is people saying over and over it's not about who wins or loses it's not about my guy winning or losing it's about certifying the fair results of an election ensuring that uh, there is election integrity and that the every vote is counted and illegal votes are not counted. So that was also the sense you got today that that it it, it felt, uh, you know, uh, less partisan than one might have expected and more just an interest of of, uh, of getting the truth out about what exactly happened uh, in 2020. Yeah, that, that's the sense I walked away that the, the lawmakers that were digging into this saw this as bigger than Trump v. Biden. Right. That this was ultimately about a debate about. Are American elections going to be conducted in a way where the American people will still trust the results when we're done? And uh, on that note, you had you do our our daily poll for us. You do such a great job, you and Scott Rasmussen. I thought we had a really fascinating poll yesterday uh, that showed Americans want. Uh, and let me see if I get this right. They want uh, all votes to be counted, collected, and received and counted on election day. They don't want election observers being uh, uh, ejected. Uh, and uh, they want um, what were the other things that were in the poll that we found in the reforms? Um, they um, they want that uh, yeah votes are, are uh, count of the day of count on election night that right. um, uh, government agencies should be required to clean voter registration. That's files. it. The voter files. 
Right, exactly, yeah. And that uh, uh, ballots must be received by election day, no yep. later. Yeah, yeah. So, and those were very strong majorities that uh, – that supported all of those measures. Yeah. And I, Somewhere I between 70% on the low end to 88% on some of the, I think 88% wanted the voter rolls uh, cleaned. Right, right. And I think what that shows is that is that these are issues that probably a ton of voters haven't thought about prior to this election. Yeah. Um, that that voting for, and, and not not to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's understandable in the sense that this is the case for a lot of people, that, that voting is, is kind of a one-day affair where people go and they cast their ballots and they think they're going to be fairly counted and they don't think there's any uh, uh, legal activity going on. But uh, when, when you have the sort of uh, uh, sustained appearance of irregularity and, and, and matters of concern that we've seen arise over the past three weeks, People people respond to that, and, and and I think that's what you're seeing in the the results from the polls that uh, that voters seem to have taken a new interest in election integrity uh, following the elections earlier this month. Yeah, that's that's clearly uh, that's really clear in what we're seeing, and in, in, in not just in the readers who and listeners who uh, send us emails or tweet at us or talk at us. There is a much larger debate, and I think people saw in this election things that they had never contemplated occurring in an American election before bipartisan observers saying they couldn't observe or being kept so far away that observation was impossible. Uh, ballots being counted three, four, five, six, seven days after election. Ballots being discovered belatedly like it happened in Georgia. Um, and and then, of course, this idea that you go to bed thinking Donald Trump won and you wake up the next morning hearing maybe Joe Biden won. Uh, it's clear that the they're not only rejecting what happened you know, the, the some of the tactics and some of the experiences that happened here, they're really thinking ahead to the next election. And I think that that's um, these hearings that we saw in Pennsylvania. I guess there are going to be other ones in um, Michigan. And I guess Arizona seems more in doubt today than it did yesterday. But um, there is a, is a big debate. Where do you think the debate goes next? I mean, we've got the court system. We've got the legislatures. Um, have you seen any engagement in Congress yet where Congress maybe says we want to take a look at some of the integrity issues that occurred here? You know, most of the activity seems to be concentrated largely in the state at the state level at this point, right. um, because uh, really it's it's still being played out at the state level. Right. Uh, you're still having to adjudicate and certify and dispute these results. I, I absolutely think that it will eventually work its way to Congress. Um, this isn't this doesn't seem to be. The sort of thing that simply goes away even after the election results are are certified. Great point. Um, there are uh, very clear uh, indications that 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 people want answers, that they're interested in seeing these matters resolved, and uh, almost certainly that they uh, very much do not want to see them arise in the next election. So you're probably going to see sustained calls for reforms over the next two years, four years, six years, uh, uh, presumably until a lot of this stuff is answered. You know, I'm old enough to remember and actually was played a big part in the Florida recount. I helped supervise and was involved in the AP's recount effort with the other news media right. uh, players, New York Times and others uh, back in 2000. And for six years after that, um, there was a continued debate about what are we going to learn from the Florida election? I think it was 05 finally when the bipartisan uh, government commission came out with its recommendations. So that five to six year window uh, that you just mentioned that might follow this election uh, is very similar to what we saw in the aftermath of the Florida election. People care about this and they want to kick around ideas and they want to make it better. And, you know, you look of all the states that uh, were under the spotlight and uh, could have been in strife. Florida was the one that had the easiest way there, wrapped up by midnight. It was clear what happened. Um, uh, so Florida clearly was able to benefit and, and create a system 
that in 2020 um, worked fine, but some of these other states now have been exposed for the sort of problems that you know were, they were discussing at the hearing. Uh, when you look out at the uh, evidence, was there anything today that Rudy Giuliani or Jenner Ellis or the, the lawmakers, state legislators presented that caught you off guard? Data changes, number changes, anything that, you know, beyond the, the election integrity work we've been doing here at, at Just the News, you said, boy, that was new. I hadn't seen that before. Any, anything that jumped out at you? Well, no, and honestly, I think that's the most surprising thing is that there there really wasn't anything that jumped out at me because these irregularities that have been alleged have been so consistent across uh, the battleground states in particular. Um, you know, we've seen this in, in we've seen allegations of this in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in uh, Georgia, uh, that the, the same issues and the same potential uh, vulnerabilities in the system seem to be cropping up uh, 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 in each state. So, you know, when they, they made some some stunning uh, claims uh, in this hearing, the witnesses said, you know, they were prevented from counting ballots, that uh, uh, there seemed to be potential intimidation at, uh, right. at some voting sites, um, that there were uh, uh, strange uh, apparent uh, uh, possible vote uh, switches uh, right. in, involving the technology. Um, but, you know, we've been covering that very thoroughly at Just the News for uh, for, you know, the past uh, three weeks and one day, as you put it. So what what is is uh, uh, kind of striking is, is not that there was necessarily anything novel presented today, but that it all feels kind of of a piece of so much of what we've seen elsewhere. So uh, that's going to be uh, something to watch how uh, all of these you know, fairly similar claims play out in each state. Such a great point. And um really at the end of the day, the consistency, right? In the states where there are questions, you see, let's kind of go through just a few of the ones that we see. Uh, election observers were, were repeatedly being told they couldn't uh, go or were tricked into leaving or kept so far away or windows were boarded up. Um, right. we, we have these questions of pristine ballots, ballots that should have been folded in three and put in a mail envelope to meet the law that appeared to have been counted or audit it as though they were pristine and unfolded, right? That's one that we've right. come up with. Um, there are, uh, uh, in Wisconsin, there's a, a, a pending case and, and they never did purge the voter rolls uh, right. as, as prepared. And so um, we don't know how many of those people that were on the purge voter list may have cast a ballot. And then in Pennsylvania, now we've heard it in other places, Georgia, elsewhere, uh, we, we keep hearing of people who, uh, if they're a Republican, they say they requested an absentee ballot and their vote has not yet been counted, right? That's one that you've heard right. a lot of. And right. I, I think you interviewed some real people like that, right? Didn't you in Pennsylvania? Yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to a number of folks in Pennsylvania who were who were uh, who said that their vote uh, hadn't been tabulated uh, by the state yet, um, who said that they received a mail-in ballot um when they didn't request it and of course we've seen uh, uh based on broader survey data that, that has apparently uh been a pretty systemic problem right. uh, in this election as well of uh, uh, thousands or tens of thousands of, of voters receiving mail-in ballots that they actually did not request yeah that's it that's it and then i think a, another one is a, a person that we've talked to several people like this and i think other people have done uh, data surveys matt brainerd and, and others uh, people showed up at the polls expecting to vote because they and they were told they couldn't because a ballot had already been cast in their name. That's right. another dynamic that we've seen. And, uh, you know, I've covered a lot of elections. I think my first election was 1984. I've never heard uh, of, you know, large numbers of people making these claims like we heard in this election. So, you know, anecdotally, statistically, 
um, uh, witness-wise. I think I've read over 250 affidavits from the various cases. I know you've read a lot of them as well. Oh, sure. Um, it appears that there's a large number of people uh, coming forward in ways and, as you said, consistent ways. To, uh, right. And and if this was a, a pretty common feature of the American political landscape, we would have heard about it by now. That's right. Um, this is not this is not a, uh, this is an odd thing to have happened continuously uh, in in multiple states. Uh, and it, that has been substantiated by sworn affidavits. And and if this sort of thing were, were a regular feature of elections, you know, going back years, it's something that, that those of us who, who are pretty keyed into this world would have heard. So this this does feel like a uniquely 2020 election issue. And I think that is also why you are seeing uh, this great urgency to resolve it, because it's something that people aren't just used to. It's something striking that's that's arisen uh, very noticeably this year. Yeah, no, really great point. And uh, again, we're not in the job of trying to help President Trump win or lose or Joe Biden win or lose. We're in the job of trying to get to the bottom of the questions that American people have raised and and their the questions seem to grow every day you know and, and I, I think the presiding question now is okay the president's team has made its case uh, lynn wood has made its case we're going to hear from sydney powell tonight she's going to make her case and um these lawsuits are going to wind through and i think what the courts are going to ask now right is all right we got the constitutional arguments that some things were changed that maybe the legislature didn't approve we understand you're claiming that uh, voters were treated differently in different parts of a state, and therefore the unequal pro- or the uh, equal protection clause of the Constitution may have been violated. Can you prove to me that enough votes are in question that a twenty thousand vote lead in Wisconsin or twelve thousand vote lead in Georgia or you know seventy eighty thousand vote lead in uh, Michigan or Pennsylvania? One of them is one hundred fifty, one of them is eighty. Right. That you can erase those leads. Anything you heard today uh, suggests that there are enough votes in question in Pennsylvania to erase the, the, the lead that Joe Biden currently is listed with? You know, I, I've heard going back that there is there is uh, the potential of um, certainly over over uh, 100,000 votes that uh, that are, you know, not uh, definitively one way or the other, but are, are questionable in Pennsylvania. Uh, and I didn't hear anything uh, today at this hearing to challenge that. So I, I think that. Uh, I think that those votes are very much still in play. And, uh, you know, uh, whether or not that turns out to be uh, just some easily explainable administrative issue or if, uh, you know, some of the votes are, are, are questionable and others are, are able to be resolved, uh, obviously we don't have that information yet. But there definitely is this sense that it's coming to a head. I mean, uh, you know, the GSA has, has indicated that uh, uh, the transition can begin. Uh, people seem to be making moves towards a – uh, towards sort of getting things rolling here, and uh, I, I think that what we're going to see over the next week or maybe a little longer is is all the evidence that uh, that they have uh, uh, coming into light. So the, the ideal scenario is that we have uh, some pretty concrete answers as to uh, what happened, uh, where the votes stand, where the ballots stand, uh, relatively soon. The um, it is going to be a pretty remarkable. Um, a few days. Anyone who thinks that we're heading into a holiday lull hasn't lived through the last three weeks with eyes wide open. It's going to be a pretty pretty remarkable time. Daniel, we're so lucky that you're on the front lines for us here at Just the News doing the sort of reporting we're, we're doing. And we thank you for updating us as we head into our big turkey day tomorrow. And yes. I'm sure we'll have you back on. In fact, I know we're going to have you on back on next week because while I'm out of town, you're going to be the guest host of this podcast next week. Isn't that right? 
That's very right. I, you know, I, I, uh, you know, your readers are going to uh, be lucky to be subject to me for an entire week. So, uh, <laughs> you can apologize well, to them afterwards. I won't have to apologize <laughs> at all. They're going to be uh, well served by an outstanding journalist. You, you do great work for us. It. Thank you. Thank you very much. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. I wasn't planning to do one on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, but news warranted, and so we have it out. What a day. Uh, it's pretty, we can sum it up pretty simply this way. Mike Flynn is pardoned. A Pennsylvania judge stopped certification of election results. And Rudy Giuliani, for the first time, got to make the president's election integrity case before a state legislature in Pennsylvania. That's a lot of news to head into the Thanksgiving dinner uh, uh, holiday weekend with you. Uh, but we brought it to you here live. We hope it's helpful. And uh, I, from my family and uh, all of my great colleagues here at Just the News, at John Solomon Reports, we wish you a blessed and happy and bountiful Thanksgiving, whether you're staying home, traveling on the road, whatever you're doing. Uh, please know that we're giving you our best. We thank you for your support, your readership, your listenership, your viewership on Real America's Voice. Every day you make us better by being part of the Just the News family. And I know this year when I break bread tomorrow with my beautiful wife, Judy, my son, Josh, my niece, Elizabeth, we will be sitting around thankful that so many of you engage in uh, the news here at Just the News, want the facts, want us to just give you the facts and stay out of the way, not indoctrinate you, let you make up your own mind. We're grateful for that audience, grateful for that support. We're going to continue to work hard to earn your trust uh, all through these next many years here at Just the News. But thank you for all you've done to get us on our maiden voyage of journalism at justthenews.com. All right, we'll take tomorrow off, and on Friday we'll be back with uh, some members of the Trump team to talk about what has transpired in these historic days after the November 2020 election. I'm John Solomon, and you've been listening to John Solomon Reports. Reports.